Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. I speak today to Ken Berry. He is the CEO of Northern Vertex, the TSXV gold producer with assets in Arizona. They've been at this a while, but recently got into production. 500,000 ounce resource, not particularly spectacular, but they wanted to show the market they could get into production and operate a mine. They've got a large exploration play ahead of them. Recent drill results have been quite positive in that they've identified a high grade zone near their low grade open pit mine. We talked some about the business plan, financing to date, and how they're going to move things forward. Um, it's been a rocky road, but I think with the hire of two new significant directors to the board, things are about to change. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Ken, how you doing? Good, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Well, well yeah, great. First time we met. New story to us, new story to uh, subscribers and followers of our uh, channel and platform. So I'm, I'm excited to hear about it. We've, we've done a little bit of reading up and I also know your CFO a little bit. So and he's given me sort of a bit of a bit of an insight. So um, so where, where are you today? Where are you hold up? Looks like the office. I'm in Vancouver today, Matt. Uh, we've, we've been in and out of the office for the last uh, month or so. Uh, as as everyone has, has the challenges with COVID, uh, but uh, here in Canada, it's been fairly relaxed. Um, you know, we've been able to maintain things, and uh, uh, our mining site down in Arizona has been a little bit more vigilant, and and we've gone into uh, a lot of preventative measures. But overall, uh, knock on wood, things have been well. Our operations have been maintained throughout this uh, crisis that we've been seeing worldwide. Good stuff. I guess you're. Uh, would you be glad to be able to get back down there, get your feet on the ground yourself? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, up until I'd say early stages in March, we were down on site uh, about every other week at least, and, and interacting with the team. And now it's mostly Zoom calls and go-to meetings and and such. But we're we're still uh, linked together uh, on a daily basis. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I am. This is going to be a quick one because I am boiling. Thirty-five degrees here in the UK. No AC. I'm, I'm turning a beautiful. I'm turning. I'm it's a beautiful, beautiful shade of sort of pinky orange, like one of your sockeye salmon. So uh, I think we better get on with it before it melt. Um, can you give us the one minute overview of your business, then I'll pick it up from there. Sure. So uh, Northern Veritex has the Moss Mine, and, and we're a gold silver producer. We're located down in Arizona, Northwest Arizona, uh, fabulous location. We're about an hour and a half south of Las Vegas, and three and a half hours west of Phoenix. Uh, we're just 10 minutes outside of the town of Bullhead City, and we're operating an open pit uh, heat leach operation in the Oakland district. So this area has uh, been historically uh, produced about two and a half million ounces of gold and, and had quite a successful history and colorful history dating back to the early 1900s. So we're one of the most active in that region, and uh, we've been uh, active since about 2011 when we acquired this property, and we're currently a producer and with about 150 men and women working on site on a daily basis. Okay, thank, thanks for that. I'm, I'm just looking at your share price over the last five years. Okay, it's saying to me that things started taking off in 2016, great in 2017, even half of 2018, and then it kind of in kind of some kind of decline. I mean, what, what happened to the, and you, I know you're picking up now and we're going to get into that, but what was the story around that time? Well, the, the company acquired the Moss property back in 2011. And as soon as we acquired that property, of course, the market uh, 
uh, the market price for ounces in the ground started to fall. So when we acquired the property, we paid about $10 an ounce in the ground and uh, the market was paying, and, and this was for a historic resource. And at that time, the market was paying about $120 per ounce in the ground. And, and as soon as we acquired this property and started getting active on the drill bit, uh, prices started to fall. So as, as many of your viewers would uh, remember, 2011 to 15 and 16 were pretty tough and challenging times. So during that period, we started to explore. We drilled well over 500 drill holes. Uh, we ended up producing a PEA and going on to do a test mining facility. But uh, the challenges were, were great. Um, of course, uh, that $120 price per ounce started to fall. Uh, we were looking to put out that 43-101 report and capitalize on that increase. But uh, by the time we got our reports out, PEA out, uh, I think prices were paying about uh, $20 to $30 an ounce in the ground. And, and uh, uh, we were successful, though, at, at raising about $55 million U.S. from 2011 to 2015. And that was all non-brokered financings, and it was... Uh, uh, high net worth private banking, primarily out of uh, Switzerland. Uh, so we had some good inroads into Lugano, Zurich, and Geneva. And, and that really helped us uh, develop the property in the early stages and get through to a, P, a PEA and then a feasibility ultimately and, and earn 100% in, in this property. But, but, but so what is why the drop off from about 2000, mid 2018? What was the market just wasn't interested? Well, in, in uh, 2018, we, we started to commission the project. So we had built, uh, we uh, layered on top of that exploration feasibility. We brought in Sprott Lending, uh, and then we also brought in Greenstone Resources or Greenstone Capital. And Greenstone represents 18 endowment funds in the U.S. So we had raised an additional 50 million, approximately, to put the Moss Mine into production. We started to stumble, and and this isn't unlike a lot of early stage startup companies, uh, mining producers. Uh, you you run into some issues with crushing facilities, uh, recoveries, solution management, uh, the growth of a mining team. And so as we were stubbing our toe in those early days, uh, our, our share price suffered and uh, we had to go back to uh, do some additional financings, a little bit of restructuring, uh, and then we overcame those issues. But uh, certainly uh, our valuation suffered during that time and people uh, investors, rightly so, looked at us and said, okay, are these guys going to survive and be able to uh, be successful in the long run. So that, that was where the uh, share price pulled back at that time. Okay, so you, let me, I want to be clear on the numbers here. You've raised 55 million Canadian from 2011 to 2016 and another 50 million on top of that. So it's 105 yeah. million Canadian market cap. No, it, it's been overall, and I'll, I'll just ballpark it, it it's Got been it. about 100 million US for this Got project. Okay. And the investors to date, uh, private high net worth banking, uh, where they hold about 40% interest. Greenstone Capital holds about 31% interest. Uh, and then we, we also brought on uh, Mavericks Metals to replace the Sprock Lending facility. And that was when we were, we were hitting some speed bumps in the early days. Uh, we needed some additional working capital. Uh, Mavericks knew the project well. They visited us uh, over the years with, prior to uh, doing the commissioning and construction. And so they said, look, if you ever run into some working capital issues, give us a call. Uh, and, and when we stubbed our toe, we gave them a call. They came in, 
and liked what they saw and said, look, this property's got tremendous expiration upside in, in addition to the about a half a million ounces we have in the ground. And so they ended up uh, uh, taking out uh, Sprock Landing with a $20 million silver stream. And so for us, that was a, a tremendous opportunity because our project is 90% uh, of the value is in the gold production. We have about well, 10% of the value is in silver. Okay. So let's just stick with this a bit. Okay, so you've raised 100 million bucks US. You're worth about 120, say 130 million Canadian today. But you're in production. That, that's the good news. Um, so what I'm trying to do is work out where do you go from here? So that's the, that's the picture I need to paint in my mind today from this conversation because I need to understand how you sort of undo the, the, the toe-stubbing um, period of, of this business and, and take this thing forward. So um, can we just start with your track record I and mean, what were you doing before this? Sure, I'm a former investment advisor, one of the founders of Kootenai Silver. So I'm chairman of Kootenai Silver, uh, was involved with uh, Kootenai from the early stages in 2004, 2005. Uh, and the path with Kootenai Silver isn't unlike uh, Northern Veritex in that uh, the initial financings were primarily non-brokered and then it's evolved into more of a, of a, um, a distribution that's, uh, that's uh, broadened with the investment community and now it's created a situation where there's much more liquidity. In. And so uh, from, from the early days of Kootenai Silver, in about 2010, when the markets were suffering and pulling back, uh, we said, uh, and this was Jim McDonald, who's been a longtime partner of mine and CEO of Kootenai Silver, we said, look, let's, let's identify a, an opportunity that could be a producing scenario that we could finance and take to production. And so uh, that's what uh, was uh, Northern Veritex beginning. Uh, we reviewed numerous, countless properties, and we identified the Moss Mine or the Moss property down in Arizona. And, and so that's when we acquired it in 2011 and, and the growth began. Okay. So tell us a bit, bit more about Kootenai and what you set out to do there. And then maybe we'll move on to kind of parallels to what you're trying to do here. Sure. So Kootenai is primarily a project generator. So it's had, uh, um, gosh, 15, 20 properties at any given time. Uh, many joint ventures in place, uh, but it's always focused on its flagship properties. And initially, that was Promontorio Project out of Mexico. So, really, Kootenai has had a focus, and the, and the name was derived from the Kootenai region in British Columbia, Canada. Uh, but uh, the majority of its operations are down in Mexico, and and this was due to uh, Jim McDonald's experience with uh, Alamo Gold being one of the founders and and being on their board for a 10 year period. So that, that really opened up uh, uh, opportunities down in Mexico. So with Northern Veritex, when we started to look for producing situations, we said, okay, we'll, we'll initially look in Canada and the US and, and we can broaden that, that search radius down into Mexico, but we'd like to stay in the Americas. Uh, we've been successful at uh, bringing the Moss property from an expiration property with a historic resource into production uh, building a team of 150 men and women. And now uh, the opportunity is sitting with a producer, which is just hitting its stride. We produced about 4,700 uh, gold equivalent ounces, about 4,200 ounces of gold in the month of July. 
Uh, so we're, we're really hitting our stride and now uh, we'll be exploring the property and starting to expand the resource and look for new discoveries in the area. Uh, and at the same time, uh, we're reviewing M&A opportunities and, because we believe we've got an excellent platform for growth here being a U.S. producer. Well, yeah, for sure. And I, and I do want to get onto that because you've got some record numbers and you, you know things are starting to motor now. But again, I'm, as an investor, I want to understand what I'm buying into here with you because um, you, you talked about being a producer, maybe some M&A and exploration as well because of, of the package that you've got here. So are you going to expand this, expand the production uh, capabilities here through uh, M&A activity? Um, which case that's kind of costly and kind of given the track record so far in terms of the corporate structure and the money raised and so forth, how long is it before you know you start to make money or head towards making money? Well, uh, we're making money now. We had our quarterly numbers for the quarter ending June 30th and we announced uh, uh, record production for that quarter. Uh, just over 11,000 ounces and, and we're continuing to grow that production. Uh, we're starting to hit some uh, significant numbers on free cash flow, and uh, we had $6.8 million in our treasury at the end of June, and, and that number continues to grow here. So uh, we're definitely a miner. We're, uh, we're successful. Uh, we uh, turned this project around, uh, and now the opportunities uh, ahead are really, as I see them and as, as our mining team sees them, is initially is is the moss mine and and the regional property that we have there's there's over 150 mining disturbances on our property alone uh, we've had uh, in the region we've had high grade discoveries uh, so we've got a drill program underway right now to expand our resource and and uh, and I ideally hit some of these high grade zones the opportunity for internal growth uh, within within the company in northern vertex and the moss mine is there uh, but we will be looking you know, further afar, and, and uh, we're getting many inbound calls as well on the M&A front. But really, our focus is to grow this company, use the Moss Mine as a platform to become a mid-tier producer. Okay, Ken, I mean, you're, you're talking there to me about, um, you know, you're mining, you're getting some good numbers out, but maybe you should talk about those. Um, M&A and expiration. I think M&A is a difficult one because... You've either got to have something in mind and be able to get it at a cost which isn't prohibitive to you, because most people don't sell the good stuff, do they? Um, and the expiration. So maybe if we just start with the production component. I mean, I mean, give us some of those numbers that you've been hitting, because your PowerPoint is talking about record this and record that. Well, Matt, um, you're always looking at M&A opportunities, but you're, you're correct. When you look at these M&A opportunities, you ask yourself, okay, what's the dilution going to be for our shareholders and, and where is the value and is, is it going to be accretive? So when we're looking at opportunities, we also have to look inward and see the expiration potential of the Moss mine. And that's something that uh, we're realistic and uh, we've got a fabulous team uh, working with us. And when we look inward, we, we see a half a million ounce deposit, uh, which we're starting to hit our stride on production. Uh, but we've also commenced a 60,000 foot drill program. And this is the first uh, uh, exploration program of this size since we've gone into production. Uh, really the focus uh, for the eight years previous to our commercial production was based all on moving to production as quickly as possible. Now that we have that half a million ounces, we're in production, we're hitting our stride. We've commenced the exploration program. And what you'll see with these initial results is that 
Uh, we, in fact, are, are hitting high grade, which runs parallel to the Moss Mine. Uh, this is a significant uh, uh, drill program and results. Uh, it starts to show that uh, we do have high grade that's indicative of the Moss Mine and the, and the, and the open district. So historically, this district uh, had high grade discoveries, and I believe that we could be on to uh, some high grade, and it's about 500 feet from our mining pit. Now, in addition, we're also stepping out with our drill program on strike uh, about a kilometer and a half to the west, and we seem to be getting good results there. We're stepping to the south, another moss lookalike system, and we're hitting results there as well. So. Uh, really, uh, we've, we've kind of achieved, achieved our goals here uh, threefold, which is to find high grade, uh, step out from the moss mine and add ounces. So we're pretty pleased with uh, our program to date. I mean, you're also quite lucky that the price of gold is so high because um, your ASIC is what, just over a thousand bucks? So you're, make, you're making money. You're making money. Yeah, we're just over a thousand bucks, Matt. And uh, you know, we've got cash costs in around eight hundred and sixty. Uh, we've got some some long lead time investments that we'll make this year. But uh, overall, we are uh, have excellent free cash flow. Uh, we're moving uh, our production is advancing and increasing quarter over quarter into rising markets. We couldn't be more pleased. Okay, so talking of ASIC, I mean, what are you doing about driving down costs? Well, Matt, now that our production is is uh, ramping up quarter over quarter, we're, we're looking at driving down costs. And specifically, we're implementing uh, some measures such as the power line. We're bringing a power line online uh, in early September. That'll replace eight generators that burn up to 10,000 gallons a day in diesel. Uh, we're also looking at moving from a, a quarter-inch crush to a three-eighths crush. Uh, this increased size... Uh, can uh, increase our throughput by up to 30% uh, and result in a cost savings between 10 and 20%. So that is significant. Uh, so there's a number of measures, uh, solution management system, ILS system, as we call it, which allows us to apply more solution to the ore and recover uh, the gold and silver uh, much faster. Uh, in the feasibility study, it talked about 120 days to, to get a 60% recovery. We're down to 45 days to get 60% recovery with an ultimate recovery of 86%. So these measures will be put in place here over the next six to nine months. And that's something that's uh, going to drive our ASIC down. Okay. I mean, obviously, you, um, with regards to the results which come out recently with the high grade area, that's going to have a massive impact on you. But before then, before you got those numbers, had you got a target in mind with your low grade you know, where are you aiming to, did you think it possible to get under $1,000? Yeah, we think it's possible to get under $1,000. We, we have some long lead time investments that we'll be making here over the next six to nine months. Uh, but those are going to drive down our ASIC, drive down our cash costs. Uh, for the next year, we figure our cash costs will be in around 850 to 950 After we've implemented these uh, optimization measures, you'll see that rate drop down significantly. Yeah, I, I bet, I bet. But, you know, you've kind of got this kind of low-grade bulk play at the moment. So the announcements that you've made uh, with regards to this high-grade high finds, I mean, you could ha what, what more are you going to be able to tell us and when? Because that could drastically change uh, your numbers. I mean, really significantly change your numbers. So 
What's the process that you are going to go forward with with the 60,000 foot drill program? Well, I think as, as I mentioned, our focus was always to move the Moss mine towards production. So uh, now that we've achieved that production, we've uh, invested well in excess of 100 million US. We're sitting at about a 90 million US market cap and we're hitting our stride in production. I believe the next uh, value opportunity, value proposition is in the exploration and in, in growing this, this deposit uh, well beyond the 500,000 ounces. We, you know, we have a goal of doubling the resource and in, in that process, we want to identify some of these higher grade zones. And that's, I believe what we have just achieved is, is we've shown the market that there is in fact high grade on the Moss mine. Okay, I get it. Like 500,000 ounces is, is nothing, really. There's not a long mine life. The costs are, you know, toppy. They're over over a thousand bucks. Your ASIC is over a thousand bucks. You know, um, you, one, you need to kind of drive that down. I appreciate you showing the market that you kind of route to market. You have got this thing going, but now you need to feed it. You need to extend the life of mine. You need to grow that resource. So, that's, that's what I'm interested in understanding how, how you do that. Is it all coming through exploration? Um, and if, if so, you know, what, what are you doing this year? What, what do you think this, what, what's, the, what's the actual 60,000 program look like? What are you targeting, the high grade stuff or more bulk? Uh, a little bit of both. We're, we're looking to add ounces immediately uh, close to the pit, but we're also identifying high grade ounces in that exploration program. So this program's, uh, as I mentioned, it's got three different objectives, uh, and, but ideally we'll be adding ounces. Uh, last time we drilled 14,000 feet, we added over 120,000 ounces, that was last fall. So this 60,000 foot program is expected uh, when it's complete uh, to follow with a, with a resource calculation and increase that resource that we currently have. It's been a long road for this, company you've been in it a while you've probably been diluted down over the years um but you're still buying shares in the open market definitely um you know we've had uh, financings in the past uh, as high as a dollar 25 uh, when we raised over 25 million uh, we had a high of a dollar 60 to a dollar 80 uh, we're currently sitting in around that 45 to 50 cent range so uh, yeah, we're you know family and friends, and and uh, we're all in on this. What's your average? Average price. My average price probably be in around thirty five cents, forty cents. I've been at this for the last nine years. Uh, our investors primarily average would sit in around uh, fifty cents to sixty cents. Okay, tell me. Well, tell this audience because I know David Split. Um, he. He's come from one of the big boys. Uh, he's nobody's fool. And his conversation to me was he wouldn't come and join any old company. So I know he's thought about this. So how the hell did you attract him? Well, I think uh, uh, it was about a year and a half ago that uh, we started making a few changes when we when we were stubbing our toe and hitting some speed bumps. And uh, most notably, we brought on Joel Murphy. And uh, Joel is our GM down on site. And uh, Joel was successful at Florida Canyon. Uh, being the most uh, the lowest cost producer at that time, so uh, part of the stages in this uh, in this development were to uh, look for someone that had some some experience with more senior companies, mid-sized to senior companies, and we were able to start a discussion with Dave Splett, 
and successfully brought him in on board in January. And uh, Dave's track record is second to none. Dave was the CFO for Gold Corp in South America. Uh, he was with Antamina, uh, Mosaic, and uh, many others. Um, so he's had this tremendous experience on the operational side, also the financial side, and, and he's been instrumental in helping us restructure our balance sheet and pay down debt uh, as we're increasing our cash flow. So uh, we we're pleased to have Dave step on board. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Look, um, and what have you tasked him with doing? Okay, sorting out the balance sheet is, is one thing, and I think possibly giving the company a little bit of recognition on the institutional side, but what's, what's he actually being tasked with doing on a day-to-day basis? On a day-to-day basis, uh, his primarily primary role is is to make sure that uh, our cash flow and balance sheet is is uh, uh, being optimized. So um, Dave and I work closely together with the guys on site. Um, we're constantly uh, in uh, basically in daily contact and and uh, uh, just keeping our finances, uh, making sure that uh, our debt situation has been paid down. This year alone, we will have in the 12-month period paid down about $14 million in debt and payments. And so that that's significant. We've been retiring uh, the Sprott lending debt that was outstanding, paying down CAP Financial, uh, and also Greenstone Resources with a convertible venture of $8.5 million. So uh, as we reduce that debt, uh, you know, the shareholder value is is increasing. Okay, so next six months, I know obviously COVID, everyone talks about the impacts of COVID, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you you probably know different, but next six months, what's the, what's the big goal for you? What are you delivering by the end of this year? Well, uh, we were um, exposed to the COVID early in March and uh, we had some shareholders come down on site and one of them came down with a sickness and uh, uh, we were very fortunate though to uh, have uh, uh, implemented some some measures. Uh, so I think we were ahead of the curve with mining companies and, and we have not suffered any shutdowns or loss of time uh, over this uh, over this virus. So we've been fortunate in that regard. Uh, and what we're looking for here moving forward is uh, to pay down debt, continue to increase our cash flow and to expand our resource on site. And if we can hit some high grade along the way, which it seems we have, uh, we uh, just have a tremendous opportunity here to add value. Uh, and as you mentioned, you know, we, we are looking at M&A opportunities. Uh, however, sometimes you look within and look at your own property and you realize that uh, there's a tremendous upside for shareholders. And so I think that uh, once you review our, our exploration results here, uh, that'll be continuous right through to September, October, and then with a resource calculation, you're going to see some uh, some serious value being added. Yeah, and no, it's it's, it's, an, it's just interesting times, Ken. Uh, like, I, I'm I'm glad that you guys are kind of sorting out um, things in house. You know, re, re, reorganizing a few things, and you know, a couple of quite solid signings as well. I mean, great drill results um, if this high grade zone does continue. Uh, as far as you hope it does, uh, it could be really good news in terms of the economics here because you need to drive down that ASIC, um, you know, increase the resource, grow grow the growth opportunities, you know, all the usual stuff. So, like, uh, stay in touch, pick up the phone when you've got something to say because um, I think it could be the beginning of something quite nice. Well done. Matt, thanks a lot for having us on and appreciate the opportunity to speak with your 
your audience and tell tell them a little bit about Northern Veritex and the Moss Mine. So we're looking forward to a strong future. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.